John, which part that you fell asleep to is your favorite? Oh my god, what have I done? Eggs Benedict Cumberbatch. Who the fuck is singing? Yeah, again, I don't know why I'm defending any of this. Okay, so I was right. Suck it, Zach. Love I it. will I fucking end you. <laughs> oh no, and this is the crazy thing about balls. Like, the more. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 26 of Middle of the Row, the podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 1998 to review the romantic comedy You've Got Mail, starring Tom Hanks. Um, Meg Ryan, and a lot of other successful people. Um, we can get into those faces later, but uh, it was directed by Nora Ephron, and it was picked for this episode by John, our first non-Ben flashback pick of the year, I think. Um, you did one. What did I do? The J-Lo movie. Oh, out of sight. You're correct. Um, so... Now it just leaves Lauren as our next person to pick one. Yep, and those are coming mid-April. <laughs> Why did you pick You've Got Mail, John? I was surprised to hear why uh, that you picked it. You gave us a little spoiler that last week that this was used for your uh, dating tactics. and uh... Which is terrifying. <laughs> Let me clarify. Let me clarify. Um, I've never actually used the strategies of Tom Hanks in this in the real world, but I've been I've been influenced by just the nature of the romance in this. I movie. mean, you did me, just lie to that. us, so that is kind of a Tom Hanks tactic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess not intentionally, though. Um, yeah. Uh, I was thinking about how to answer this question. Um, I think first off, and this is something that I took for granted, I guess, until I was thinking about it. Um, when I was young and this movie came out, I actually saw this movie in theaters with my family. And my family doesn't really... Like, we never we never really made a big deal to go see a movie together, really. Um, we only watched movies together, like, say, if it was... Um, if we were at like a friend's house or a relative's house or something like that. So we would watch it like after the fact, or if like something was in syndication on TV and we were like eating dinner or something, we would, and we all kind of just were like, Oh, this looks funny. We would kind of just watch it, but we never like made a concerted effort to see movies together. Um, except like me and my dad, except it was, if, if it was in parts of my family. So like me and my dad, would go see fit movies, my mom and my sister, that kind of thing. Or, like, when I was a super young kid, like, I would convince, like, my parents to, like, take me to various movies. I think I think the first movie I saw might have been Point Break or might have been some random, like, skateboarding movie. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, this, this one stood out because, like, we all went together as a family to theaters to see this. Me, my mom, my sister, and my dad. Um... So that was kind of cool. And I think, I don't know, there's just a lot about this movie, in my opinion, to love, I think. I don't know. It's There's a lot of, like, musicality to the movie as well. Like, I love the soundtrack and the score because it keeps it very um, uplifting and it keeps it very, I don't know, it, it plays off the various different changes in mood and stuff like that. And... I don't know. There's something also about a redeemed romance, kind of like sort of like Much Ado About Nothing, where you have two characters that kind of hate each other and then they grow to like eventually love each other. Same sort of thing in essentially this movie, right? And I I'd love to see the redemption of Tom Hanks's character in that sense. Um, and this movie is also like heavily influenced by Pride and Prejudice, but. I will be an uncultured swine and say that I've actually never read Pride and Prejudice. It's so. a good one. I've seen the Wishbone episode. I bet you've seen the Godfather. <laughs> the Wishbone episode. I actually, I haven't seen the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> nope, uncultured swine alert again. I haven't seen Shout the Godfather Shout out to Wishbone. Either. Oh man, Wishbone is great. Wait, I it love was that good. Show. I'm, not, I'm not slagging it. John, you haven't seen Godfather? No, I haven't. Holy shit, there's two of us. It's overrated. Is, is the, what the is, fuck? Is, is, hold on. Around? Hold, can we, hold can on. We have, can we have 
Could we have Wishbone on the show? I think, I think that would he's be a dead. Yeah, he died. Dogs don't live. Why would long. you say that? <laughs> he lives on in his stories. <laughs> Why is PBS programming not streaming somewhere? Like all that old stuff. I want to know. Oh, uh, because aren't question. we trying to get rid of PBS? Come on in, Zoom. Come on in, Zoom. Come That's on true. in, Zoom. Come um, on in, Zoom. But they could sell the rights Zoom, to all that Zoom, stuff Zoom, and uh, like Zoom. make a lot of money, and then they can give it to billionaires um yeah gotta rewatch so, all those arthur episodes god wh- why why haven't you two seen godfather i, I just, don't know at this point it's gone to the no point there is no like... this point it's it's they're both the first two are both fantastic i know lauren has her opinion too did you see, have you seen all three of them lauren no <laughs> have you seen the second one Nope, didn't feel like it after the first. Okay. Well, they're excellent. Um, you should watch them. You man. <laughs> I'm a man. Um, <laughs> moving on. So, I still don't know why John <laughs> picked this movie, but, um, yeah, what did everybody else think about it? Wait, can I Can I actually... Hold on. <laughs> can I... Can I justify it? So that was my like why I picked it. Can I justify like after seeing it what I thought of it? Sure. Like after rewatching sure. it. When was the last time you saw it before this weekend? Ooh, that's a good question. It wasn't too. It wasn't. Um. It was pretty recent, but like okay. within the last like two years, maybe. Okay. So, what are your thoughts on it now? A lot of what I said. So actually, the the th- the part I made about the score and the soundtrack and the music that was something i actually picked up on more recently just everything like even opening with the cranberries to like which was like super 90s of them uh like stevie wonder and even just like the orchestral this like the orchestral scoring for it too like it was just all it fit really well and it also it worked really well with the setting too like i think this was a movie that probably gave me, like, my biggest impressions of what I thought New York was. I um, mean, no one got mugged in this, and that was kind of... Like, all these women yeah, walking like, around I mean, at night, why aren't they scared? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this... There's, this like, is, no sweaty subway trip anywhere. Well, this was, I, I will this say. was right at the precipice of... I mean, Giuliani... The Giuliani changed the city. Like, this is right when New York stopped being so grimy and became yeah but they're not gonna a, put anything grimy and you've got yeah mail. but but it's also it's also the west side though so this movie is like super white in its setting like with the upper west side of like new york or whatever um but it gave oh, yeah. me such this is dave idea, chappelle like, the only person of color in this movie that i can think of I off think my so, yeah. the top of my uh no what is um not as well yes big role yes but sarah ramirez was in this from gray's anatomy fame if you want to talk about random faces that show up in things, she was a supermarket attendant. <laughs> Chris Messina oh, okay, gotcha. was, exactly. um, he oh. was the, yeah, I also the, wrote the him guy down. who didn't know the children books thing. Yeah, but he's not uh, a person of color. Messina? I, oh yeah. He's Isn't like he just Italian. Italian? Yeah. 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 Wait, he was, well, he's Chris- Italian on Mindy project. That's all I know. Yeah. That was him. Really? Yep. He didn't know about the books guy. about he's, shoes. Yeah, I I I totally missed it. I'll have to go back and see. I Um, I totally know who these people are. Um, yeah. So everything about this movie, I think, like not just the acting and the characters who had really great, uh, personable personalities, um, but just the way the way they built a setting and the way they built an environment and an aesthetic, if you will. Like there was the one scene, or the the two scenes where uh. Tom Hanks is watching his aunt, his aunt, uh, sing the sun will come out. And it's just, it's just this weird, like, okay, rich, rich young girl singing a very poor rendition of Annie. And then they contrast it with the scene of everyone from Meg Ryan's shop singing like Christmas carols around the Have piano. Have any of you ever like, sang just... around a piano? Just curious. No, I had, I had the exact <laughs> same thought while watching it this time. Um... I feel I'm like, like why I've, is everybody singing? Maybe not around a piano, but like I've definitely sung with people before. Nope. Like in, <laughs> in a, but yeah, is like it just those scenes on their own don't necessarily add anything to the plot. 
but they had so much depth of background or of or details of like characters and personalities and just atmosphere uh yeah i just yeah i thought it was a good movie and i tried to like i tried to like really watch it critically with like an eye for things that could be maybe potentially like broken down like maybe any like gender stereotypes or cliches or anything like that and yeah there's a little bit of that but honestly it's just also a feel-good movie so i didn't really mind okay that's my thoughts i'm sorry the end tom hanks calling her a bitch in the middle of the movie was a bit surprising (laughs) um well she was no longer a pill she had to be upgraded yeah (laughs) um ben what do you think of this movie had you ever seen it before I had not. Uh, this is one of the first ones, not that I wasn't looking forward to Out of Sight, but it was like, I think You've Got Mail is this classic, like, even people who haven't seen it know it uh, kind of movie, so I was I was excited to see it. Um, I can definitely see what the hype is all about. It's I thought it was very good. I was worried it was going to like take too long to kind of reveal uh, everything, but it didn't. It did had a re- had really great pacing. Uh, Meg Ryan was awesome. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks. I I just I enjoyed the movie overall uh, a lot more than I thought I would. I thought it was just going to be another romantic comedy, but it was. I I was like feeling good watching the whole movie. Just had this smile on my face. Uh, <laughs> laughed out loud a few times. What? No, what? no. It's just it's what you're supposed to. It's you're having the yeah. The re- so yeah, the reaction like, you're supposed but, to have watching it. It's just funny but to hear many, hear you just but, verbalize it. But not many romantic comedies like work that way for me. I'm usually just kind of like, oh, this is cheesy. But I never really felt that um, with this. I think the very ending uh, could have gone a very different way. Like, I mean, are we doing spoilers? Yeah. Yeah. I assume that that ending where he you know has that reveal might. My first thought was, "Oh man, if she had said no, this would have been a very different Ugh. movie. If she'd been pissed at him, yeah. like, oh man." When she I don't said, know. "I wish," or I was, I was hoping it was months. you. I definitely gagged a little bit. <laughs> so when do <laughs> yeah, you think? End. When do you think she thought it was him? When he visited her, when he was when she was sick, like she started. I agree. There's a shot where they hold. He it. says something to her right and before she has he this, leaves. Like, oh, yeah. And she has this look. I feel like they should have let on that. I don't know. Was it too subtle? I don't know. I never picked up on that until this time watching it. But maybe I just wasn't watching the movie closely enough. In the or it just might not have been anything. <laughs> well, I think it was like because she was super sick. Like she, you know, probably was like, oh, but then. I, th- I feel like there's a line. Like he says something that he said in the he chat does. or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. Ben, who catches all the plot points, is is confirming this i'm gonna i'm gonna roll with that <laughs> what do you mean catches oh, you mean like predicts or well i mean you just you're you're very savvy at picking up on those sort of things i'm not someone who picks up I'm, on that i'm good at something yeah i don't That's... know what's wrong with zach don't he's complimenting awesome. someone <laughs> yeah don't let me take this back um <laughs> lauren um i enjoyed it mostly like it's kind of like out of sight in that a lot of my enjoyment comes from the two leads being as great as they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sad watching this now that I think the last thing I saw Meg Ryan in was like from 2007, maybe. And it was an awful movie. So it's like legitimately, what was the last thing she was? I mean, in? she has like a smattering of stuff, but nothing you would recognize for the last like decade or so. She's been in one, two, three, four. She hasn't. She's been in like 10 movies in the last. 20 years but yeah she made all the money she needed to well she definitely had all the money that's for sure yeah maybe she'll be cloning her dog sometime soon but um (laughs) i feel like i wasn't quite as happy with the story just because i got so annoyed with them i mean there's a lying aspect to it it's like oh my god just tell her already you could easily cut out like a large percentage of the last 20 minutes of this movie and it would be fine and it's like, I don't understand why they were in relationships to begin with, because that did nothing for the movie at all. 
Well, you don't. You, isn't that like it just isn't makes that you just kind of the romantic comedy? Trope? It is, but it like, like it was added to the, this movie is based off of other movies that were based on a play or mm-hmm. something, and this is the only time they use that trope. And there's no point to it because all it does is make Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks characters look bad. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was it's the movie kind of tiptoes around all these kind of really interesting ideas, like the infidelity. Like, is it? Is it infidelity if you're not sleeping with them, but you're emotionally cheating? Um, I mean, he was going to go out on a date with her, though, and he was, like, so yeah. excited to be there. It's like, you have a girlfriend. <laughs> and yeah, why are Parker why are Posey. all their friends, like, Parker okay Posey. with this, too? None of them were like, hey, yeah. maybe break <laughs> up with your other significant other first. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Th- that was the problem I had with uh, Brokeback Mountain when we talked about that. Like... <laughs> not the comparison. <laughs> I would say there's a little bit of a difference between these two movies, but you know. Well, go ahead. No, well, go ahead, Ben. Two, I want to hear people your actually, comparison. Like in Brokeback Mountain, they actually like cheated for like a decade, mm-hmm. as opposed to this. Yeah, but these like, two people don't have to hide who they are to also, society. But they're also contemplating. They're like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to do this, but I, I know it's wrong, kind of thing. I don't even know well, if they knew it was wrong. They didn't seem to acknowledge well, it. Well. Well, I was really well. They never acted on it until after they had been. Well, it was a uh, new thing. Nobody had done. You couldn't. You're the first first people that got to do this, <laughs> the a, the AOL chat cheating. But I yeah, thought, that they met each uh, other in the was, over thirties. They well, like, was, everyone just really knows this one were, chat thing. <laughs> well, I was really worried that they were gonna cheat, and I'm like, oh no, I'm not gonna like any either of them after that. But then when Gray Kinnear broke up with her, I'm like, oh thank God. Oh wow, that's actually pretty. Wait, what? They're amicable. That was amicable. That Am- amicable. Am- you guys are better at that. Uh, but I love that. Like I was, that was actually one of my favorite scenes where they're just like, "I don't love you. Yeah. Oh, I don't love you either." Yeah. What did everybody Wait, else what? think of that scene? Oh I, man. Did, does that work for you guys? Like I mean, the easiest yeah, breakup I, of all I mean, time. It kind of saw it coming, but it's another thing where again, yeah. it just wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I do love Greg Kinnear, so I mean, I'm not going to be angry at him for being in the movie. Y'all should see and Briggs Piper Posey because he's so good in it. I love Parker Posey. I said Piper. Yeah, you're right, Parker Posey. <laughs> it was an interesting difference between Meg Ryan and uh, Greg Kinnear's breakup and Tom Hanks's and Parker Posey's, which they don't even show, right? And it's kind of unfortunate because. They sort of, they sort of cast Parker Posey in a more negative light in their breakup as opposed to the uh, former For sure. relationship. Well, that, um, well, the thing is, like, they just make her out to be a, well. They just start like, to like kind be of annoying person, like, like not compassionate. She didn't care about others. <laughs> that was yeah. That was like the weakest part of the movie for me was like her just like I, you know, Tom Hanks is kind of a dick, but I I can't see him. I couldn't see him. You know, being in this relationship, living together. Yeah, I mean, it's not like he manipulated so someone for weeks. <laughs> okay. So, so, um, right, I think what enough. was it? What was interesting about? And that's not to say that Greg Kinnear wasn't a completely um, selfless character or noble character. Also, there were there were definitely very major hints of his. Yeah, life, I think Greg of. Kinnear is a pretty big selfish, self-absorbed. He was asshole. self-absorbed, yeah. but it was He's never. Just, to a way that was detrimental to others, it didn't seem like. Yeah, I guess. So yeah, that's true. it, it was I, more like it was more like he wasn't really aware of how others were feeling, as opposed to me, me, me. It's like he just didn't he just didn't realize other people kind of were offended by what he was doing. So I think the thing that kind of one of the things I love is just sort of the distinction between their relationship and this relationship between. Uh, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan's characters where um, everything seems to make sense for Meg Ryan and Greg Kinnear's relationship. Like, they're nice people, they're very attractive, they're very successful, and they seem to get along and agree on most things or whatever. Whereas with Tom Hanks's and Meg Ryan's relationship, like, the foundations of their relationship was built on complete vulnerability. Like, it, like, one of the things that's so interesting about 
uh, this movie and maybe the commentary it had about um, technology or the advent of uh, electronic communication um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, whatever, is how these people are taking it with the exact opposite uh, probably attitudes that most people would take it in the current day, where they've met a complete stranger online and they're using it as an outlet to be completely vulnerable and share, like, some of their biggest passions or fears or loves. And and that's just in, that was just very interesting to me because... You've got this one relationship which makes sense on paper and looks good, but then you've got this other relationship which uh, you would think these two people would not be compatible at all, but because of that deep underlying uh, shared foundation of vulnerability, like it can actually blossom into something, and honesty and genuineness, <laughs> it can blossom into something very um, real and very fruitful. And so I liked that sort of distinction between the two types of relationships and i also thought it was an again it, it was an interesting commentary about electronic communication like how often would you say you took the time to intentionally be like that vulnerable and open and honest with someone over email or skype or i just do it in text twitter god forbid <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that has. Which taken <laughs> I was reading the trivia for now, this but... movie, and one of the tr- facts was like the cast actually emailed each other while making this movie. It's like, oh my god, my mind is blown. Emails. <laughs> it's like just such a commonplace <laughs> thing these days, where it's like that's not uh, like newsworthy. Yeah. Ah, the different I times. Know who <laughs> decided to open the movie with that scene with the digital? Oh, that looks so bad. Thing. And another thing I read about that, I was going through the IMDb trivia, so who knows if this stuff's true. But like it said that Nora Ephron wanted the opening to kind of be like um Piet Mondrian. I don't know if that's how you say his name, but there's a painting called Broadway Boogie Woogie that she wanted it to be like. But when I guess they first rendered that, she maybe wasn't happy with it. And she said she wanted something to be a little bit or like to be more realistic. You just look at this and it's like the game of life cars <laughs> going around these blocks. <laughs> like, like, oh, man, I'm glad that's not what we consider realistic these days. It was impressive modeling feat for the day, I guess, like that they had all those streets and stuff. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to look up other movies from that year to see they were like CGI heavy, maybe to see what mm. the differences would be. I have a quick question. Uh, I counted at least two times that Tom Hanks said the title of the movie. Did anyone else say it? Uh, um, the computer did a bunch. To... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's. The the play mo- the play movie it's based on is called The Shop Around mm-hmm. the Corner as well, which is the name. Which of is based book. on an older I Hungarian play. Is this, uh, is this supposed to be an actual sequel to that story? Like, are the characters? I think it's just the, like that... a remake, reimagining type thing. Because from what I read, that movie was based on like people that worked in leather goods stores or something, okay. and then the play before that was about like perfumeries or something. Mm-hmm. He just kept yeah. referencing the mother like she was maybe the woman who was supposed to have been Yeah, in that, like I definitely thought I had had a John moment of falling asleep or something when they were talking about that because for some reason in my mind I thought maybe the older woman who was working there was her mom so that I thought maybe his grandpa and her mom would get together at the end or something like they'd rekindle some romance they had mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, I missed that it was not her thought maybe i'd miss like some tragic crash on the way to work that she had died in because suddenly she was dead <laughs> like wait what <laughs> but no she was dead the whole time real quick uh <laughs> lauren how do you feel about the movie hitch uh and this is related i swear I mean, it's been a while since in. i've seen it i'd like to think that it's not all about lies for him but more bringing out your confidence and better qualities i guess but no that's just more of kevin james's character where she fell for him for being him i don't know i'd have to rewatch that one well and that's i enjoyed it that's the that's the connection i make with tom hanks's i mean tom hanks in this was practically catfishing her like not quite catfishing (laughs) but same vein Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's true, but I think he recognized that 
like it's so it's so tricky because I I I understand that and I get that, but then when I take the sort of hitch perspective, I feel like he knew that he had he needed some time to show her n- n- the inner qualities that he knew he had that he knew that she brought out of him and he needed to have that those times and those experiences with her where she could see the good that she brought out of him and that was one thing that i also liked about this film is that as much as they both initially brought out the worst in each other i loved how they would get online and confess to each other without knowing they were confessing to the people that they just wronged or whatever sort of and it was so they were seeing that yeah like everyone is capable of doing really shitty things but there's still a lot of compassion in each of these but people. Like, did so Tom Hanks change at all? Like, he's still probably out there putting people out of business and making finger guns at his grandpa <laughs> over it. <laughs> like, well, no. So I think one of the things that it's like um, he's still the same Meg person. Ryan it was just a was, different side of him he was showing her. Well, yeah, but he. I think he learned how to be more compassionate and how do. You, oh my gosh! There's a couple scenes where he he did summarize this. Like he talked about like how in certain moments he can he can be like the worst version of himself and he can say something that he regrets like immediately after like he said that right right after their like first their first interaction at the uh at the thanksgiving party or Mm -hmm. something like that where he where he took all the caviar or something like that that was was such a weird party like i don't think i Clearly, I was just not recognizing things right away. I was like, wait, is this a Thanksgiving party? Because you just see this woman bring out a turkey and, like, Meg Ryan has to carve it herself. It's like, what kind of party is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he, but there was a recognition in each other of uh, the ways in which they can be hurtful. Mm-hmm. And it, it was cool that the people that they were wronging each other were also their confidence, their confidants, excuse me that they would confess to to try to like show their more tender side if you will so um yeah i think i think he definitely changed and redeemed himself a little bit in the end yeah and i get that but like in that last scene where he's like confessing his feelings for her and stuff like why continue to let it play out just end it there be like, hey, this not is not as dramatic. Yeah, we have to show his dog gets bring, running up. Forgets to bring the yeah, dog. Yeah, you can't into just it. start playing somewhere over the rainbow in that scene. It has to be really weird and uncomfortable <laughs> in a park. It's like I swear to God, as soon as that song started playing, I was like, stop manipulating me, movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I will say the ending is like very dramatic, and sometimes for the sake of just being dramatic. But I think there's something to say about like him, like recognizing that yeah he can come clean as much as he wants as much as he can in in the first moment with meg ryan because she's not really expecting it but he can't come clean completely because she's not expecting it she's not in the right posture to no i think until because but if we're if we're assuming she knows though i i feel like those last 10 minutes needed to have a little bit more of a game element to it like that they're, they're both it needed to acknowledge they're both kind of feeling each other out a little bit. It, it yeah. plays it a little too straight, I think. Like, and it, it 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 comes across like you said, like like we were saying. If you miss that, like I never noticed that look of knowing that Meg Ryan knew what might be going on for those last couple. Yeah, of and I noticed it, things. but it's like everything that followed didn't play up that, like you're saying. So it, that's why I kind yeah. of write off the look. Like maybe it was nothing. Yeah, because it, it, it definitely plays out like Tom Hanks is just manipulating her the whole time. <laughs> uh, and that they they might not be both knowingly playing along with this thing. Well, I think I think she she isn't sure. Yeah, she, you're right. You're right. She isn't I sure. I don't think she... I think she is more... She doesn't think it's him. She has this moment of like, he's like him. Mm-hmm. As opposed to it's actually him. Which is what gives her like that, oh, maybe I can be friends with this guy who, you know, destroyed my life's work. So in a way, she's two-timing the email guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because she likes him too. Um, But she doesn't choose him until she chooses him. Um, Ooh, that was a powerful saying. uh, She doesn't choose him. I feel like Tom Hanks hasn't 
gotten a chance to be this funny since this movie, maybe. Like, he's really going for it with the 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 physical humor. Like, this and League of Their Own, I would say, are two, and obviously big. Um, but, like, the late, since the late 90s. Wouldn't you say Forrest had... Gump a little bit, too? No, no, no. Well, that's an interesting ring. I like Forrest Gump. Does everybody here like Forrest Gump? I do, but like okay. we were talking about the podcast earlier before, I hate it, but I love it. Listening to them talk about it, it's like, I'm afraid to watch it again, because it has a lot of yeah. problems with it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that the internet loves to hate that movie. Um, My memories of it are fond, I will say that. Yeah, but I think that's an interesting wrinkle to what Ben's saying is, is he playing Forrest Gump earnestly, or is he think it's funny? And... If he's playing it earnestly, doesn't that make it bad if we think it's funny? I don't know. Um, that's a broader question from when we talk about Forrest Gump sometime, never. But, yeah, uh, but I think it's 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 um, not just because of his you know disability, but I think it's just because, to me, what was so funny is just him being so earnest and open mm-hmm. in certain, uh, in certain, uh, certain scenes. Anyway, Man, you're right. Uh, this really just... is like his last comedy, other than like Toy yeah, I mean, Story. He's got the Toy <laughs> Story, the Toy Story movies. Yeah, which the he's Terminal was in. the Terminal had a lot of comedic notes, and I yeah, feel like he, but again, he's, that's true. That's that's he's always funny in his movies. He's he's funny in Bridge of Spies. He's funny in The Post. Uh, you know, like well, would, he he was in Cars. Was Wait, funnier. was he's he in, in the credits? Was... The credits. They're they're at the oh, movie okay. theater. And they're watching Toy Story car version. Um, okay. Road to Perdition, he's not very funny. <laughs> That's a very serious yeah. movie. But um, same with Green Mile. But he stopped. He, the, it's not that he's never not been funny since then. It's that he, that broad, like, big, like, the scene where he is doing the the carnival game. Where he's, like, pantomiming, like, slowly hitting that. Yeah. Uh, when he's out, like that kind of stuff, he's just so the the caviar scene, uh, or like even, the part with or the even when he's, when so he's riding the car. S- yeah, when he's so excited, out when Dave Chappelle says she's she's really attractive before the date, and he's like grabbing the fence and being really super silly. Like he hasn't got to be silly in so long. In the Lady Killers, he 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 does, I guess, but I don't know how successful that was. I don't think I've seen that movie since it came out. I, it just made me this rewatching this made me wish I got to see him get to be that a little bit more than we uh, we have. He's, he's he's definitely one of the things that's cool is they're both definitely and especially towards the latter part of the movie they're both super whimsical and seeing like Meg Ryan's like continuously effervescent and whimsical but then seeing her bring some of that out of Tom Hanks's character like when they're at the farmers market and he's like skipping around her kind of um yeah it's 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 just a lot of joy to watch yeah Lord and I were talking about this uh, off the pod uh that this is the third romantic comedy him and Meg Ryan were yeah, in so is this sleepless in Seattle and Oh, shoot. Joe versus the... a volcano. Yeah, that's a good movie. Have any of you guys seen it? No, I haven't seen that one. It's really out there and bizarre. Um, it's kind of Terry Gilliam e even I would say. Uh, it, it, I enjoyed it. I haven't seen it till um, the last until just a couple years ago, but I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I didn't realize it was post when Harry met Sally, though. Interesting. I thought it was earlier than that. Um, yeah. More, more silly Tom Hanks. That's the long story of it. Mm-hmm. The rest of this cast. He was a. Uh, he was really silly in. Uh, Sully. <laughs> I really, 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 really like you by Carly Rae Jepsen. That music. Oh, video. that's true. That's true. He was in a Carly Rae Jepsen music video. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. it's a glorious music video. You need to look oh, it up right away. Yes. <laughs> um, we mentioned Kinnear and Posey got the most. The, I, who are both great, though Kinnear hasn't. And this is our Just second a flashback to a Steve Zahn movie. Yeah, Steve Zahn. <laughs> He's going to be real hot in these 20-year flashback <laughs> movies. Um, uh, he's still good, though. I like Steve Zahn. But Heather <laughs> I was Burns, about to say, that's Heather the most Burns, diplomatic way the, of uh, Zach saying he crashed and burned. Uh, Heather Burns is the 
the other girl who worked, younger girl who works at the shop. I always liked her. I always had a crush on her when she was in movies. And she's I liked her Miss Congeniality. Yeah, she's in, uh, she was in Manchester by the Sea last year, nice. so I'm glad she's still working. Dave Chappelle was just on the Oscars last night. He's doing okay. You know, maybe had she had fired some of these employees, she would have been able to keep the bookstore open. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really <laughs> strategize for her business plan at all. There They're were like, well, four we're people closed. there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they just let people hang around and not do anything. And and it, I, with, with there's a would there be a good movie here if it was like high fidelity, but it was all from Meg Ryan and the bookstore perspective with these Steve Zahn and Heather Burns characters? I don't know. That could have been good. They kind of just disappear from the movie. Like, did did I miss the scene where Steve Zahn got hired by Tom? No, Hanks? that didn't happen. Like, I had to look up on IMDb. It's like, wait, was that that guy's name? Because he mentioned George having a job yeah. with him. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> just skipped over it. Yeah, it's like that traitor. <laughs> it's like that um, when he went off and said he was going to like the nut shop or whatever he said. Maybe that's what he was actually doing. He was applying for a job mm. at Fox Books. F O. Um. I would have been really happy had this uh, his store actually been called Borders in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I thought that was great though watching this movie. You know, twenty years later, where yeah, those those stores had a run, but they're all gone now. Basically, I mean, I mean Barnes and Nobles is still going. Barnes, Barnes and Nobles still, still kicking. I am I so how, mad but... that Borders isn't around. Yeah, that was my uh, choice. Well, there was that one that was right off Manchester, right, and New mm-hmm. Baldwin. That was my Why was Borders too. your choice over Barnes and Noble? Accessibility? I think or was it was probably it was closer. So then I became closer. like it became my favorite favorite just because of that. Mm-hmm. I really so like their they had a really good strawberry smoothie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I bought a Harry Potter the six Harry Potter no Potter. I was gonna say, didn't we go to like a late night Harry Potter release yeah. there? Mm-hmm. It was either the sixth or seventh book. I think must have been the seventh. I don't know if I bought the sixth one when it came out. Yeah, because I had that spoiled for me in the movie theater. So, yeah, yeah it's like, I mean, big bookstores like that, they're not all bad. You have a lot of magical experiences there. <laughs> Just sit and listen to music the whole time, eat something, and then leave when the place finally closed. Some- <laughs> like exactly. that guy in the movie who shows up, he's getting he gets out like salt and yeah. pepper shakers with a sandwich <laughs> and stuff. It's like, I definitely I like, recognize this- people like that in bookstores. <laughs> I don't know if this is supposed to be funny, but I'm relating to it so much, because <laughs> yeah. that's me. <laughs> Gotta get that seasoning, man. <laughs> they don't There's actually a border near Zach and I that, or not borders, uh, Barnes and Noble near Zach and I that I really, really like quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, maybe had Borders gotten an e-reader going, they would st- still be around. Mm, that e-reader business. That's what um, the Megariah needed to get on 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, I thought I think it's interesting that this is a, it's a romantic comedy where your two leads don't kiss until the last scene of the movie. How often does that happen? Does that happen a lot? Yeah, it's That's I don't true. know why. Like was, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I was a little more concerned about that than I, I probably should. <laughs> you mentioning that just reminds me that when they kissed at the end of it, I was I was like extra watching it to be like they better be good kissers or this could be awful for them. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting is the final pan up shot. So there's the shot where they kiss. And then when they they, then they, they pan up and this feather they pan flies up away. and they're definitely not kissing. They're just like putting their heads next to each other. It was really <laughs> weird. I was like, you guys couldn't sell this kiss. Well, it's probably minutes? because when they panned up, Brinkley had just like jumped on. Oh them. yeah, it was like trying to take Tom Hanks out. Maybe they're they're, they're doubles. Maybe it's not even them. Um, Maybe. You know, that's uh, what Tom Hanks needs in all his movies. Just a dog sidekick like Turner and Hooch. Bring it back. <laughs> the dog dies in Turner and Hooch. He gets another one and you're supposed to be like, it'll Whoa, be okay. The dog dies in Turner and Hooch? Spoiler. He jumps in front of him and stops the bullet. Spo- oh my god. Oh, why would you spoil this for me? Uh, Hooch is a hero. <laughs> Do you want... Oh. That's apparently replaced. Um, Tom Hanks well, could act. Dogs. I mean, I'm going to cover my dog's ears right now, but they only live for like 12 years, okay? <laughs> and that's good for some breeds. Um, does anybody have any final thoughts on? Um, You've got mail. I mean, I don't think anyone would ever run into each other in New York that frequently. 
It's like the first part of the movie where they just had this montage of them showing up and at they the miss same each place other all by the time. <laughs> it's like I know I've never really stayed in New York for a long time, but I drove through it and it was pretty big. Yeah, he's pretty good at finding her. Um, no, though I guess if they all have their spots, you know, everyone's at that see, one Starbucks, just, and there's only we know one they're Starbucks perfect for in each New York. other because they have the same spots. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the only other thing I would just say is that if you haven't seen Baby Mama, you should because Greg Kinnear basically plays Meg Ryan's character in that movie. <laughs> Wait, what? He's like he has this like independent smoothie shop in um Tina Fey's like the or one of the heads are like up and ups about this like chain basically like a jamba juice or something that's moving in or something or wasn't that something or no they were were they a supermarket i don't know he he had an independent smoothie shop and he was basically very upset about just like people moving in and like pushing stores like his out um david's really funny david wayne's they came together which is a spoof on the, the new york romantic comedy with amy poehler and paul rudd um Amy Poehler runs a a, a mom pa candy store, <laughs> and and Paul Rudd is opening a giant Barnes and Noble size candy store. Across the Wait, what is this called? They I think you would get diabetes together. just walking in there. <laughs> what is they, it called? They came they together. Came together. Um, it's a, it's really good, and it'd be a good watch after seeing this movie because it is one of the bigger touchstones. Is um, and it's David Wayne who did Wet Hot American Summer and Wonderstruck, and the cast is incredible. Uh, it it's it it's good. It's very underrated, and it grows on you every time you see it. Uh, I believe you can watch that on uh, it's on one of the streaming services, I believe. I I love I love the uh, tagline on the poster for this. <laughs> he came, she came, they both came. <laughs> they came together. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, good stuff. Paul Rudd, our uh, Paul is Paul Rudd, lesser Tom Hanks. Like, are they on the same corner? Aww. And then Tom Hanks never left. And Paul Rudd got stuck there. Well, pa- Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd has kind of been, I feel like pigeonholed. I don't want to say pigeonholed because or I is guess Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd he- too handsome to be on the same well, corner as Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is an attractive. No, I'm man. sure. I was gonna say, there's probably people equally like lined up for both of them. Yeah. Paul Paul Rudd has just he's he's relegated himself for the most part to not super serious roles. But roles that he can still play with a lot of depth. Like, I think his character in uh, This Is 40 and uh, Knocked Up. Like, he yeah, he, pl- he always plays cartoon. his roles with he's a lot of depth. He's borderline a cartoon in both those movies, I would say, though. Well, I mean, think about, like, he even has... I hate saying He was this, in uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower Man. being serious there. He was a teacher with... Oh, I haven't jokes. seen Perks of Being a Wallflower. Well, you should. Oh, John would love that movie. It's so emo. I really like it. Oh, I like it too, but I'm saying I think John would probably like die for it. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. I was going to say that Ant-Man is like, I mean, it's definitely more comedic, but I think Paul Rudd has some, some kind of drama chops with his family there. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's, that's I'm not valid. saying Paul Rudd can't be dramatic. I'm just saying. No, but I, th- I think it's like, um, I think he does have untouched potential as an actor. How, how was he in... Uh, what was the Mute. the Duncan Jones? Mute, yeah. He's fucking psycho was... in it. <laughs> he's, he's good in it. Okay. It's the darkest cool. thing I've seen him play, for sure. But he's still very funny. Uh, that movie's a tonal mess, but um, he does he do, he delivers a little bit of everything in that one. Oh, he was in the Cider House Rules. I never knew that. Okay, I should probably look that up. I love. I just my my biggest moments are or my biggest like highlights from Paul Rudd are him in Civil War because he has so many great one-liners, where he's just like, <laughs> even his physical comedy when he's first like meeting Captain America, he's like, <laughs> oh, I'm shaking your hand too long. <laughs> this is awkward. Have you seen? Like, if he abs well, thanks, thanks for thinking of me. If your favorite th- Paul Rudd moments are yeah. um, wet hot are you ready? summer, you're wrong. Um, 
Okay. I have so I I have to see what a hot American I would, summer. I would disagree with that. Not that I've I mean just Sex Panther. No. Done. What no. Like that, no. Oh, dude, him and Anchorman is cons- he is consistently hysterical. Oh, um he's, he's I loved him funny. in Clueless. He's great in Clueless. <laughs> um I'm He was in that. Romeo and Juliet? What? Yeah, I think what? he's in. Uh, he's, like yeah, he's got a really those, minor though? role. He's, in that. he's like one of. Like I was gonna say it's not a name I recognize. So. I think he's in Leo's side. Who's? Uh, he's. What? His name he is Dave in... Paris. Like <laughs> that sounds like he such was a in fake a name. Halloween movie. What'd you say, Ben? He was in a Halloween movie. Oh, a lot of people yeah. were in horror movies, but when they made a billion of them. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey true. was in a. Texas Chainsaw sequel. Yeah, wasn't he in like the worst one? I don't know, but he definitely says "all right, all right, all right" in it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Go look up the GIF with uh, the text under the the actual caption underneath it. All right, we're definitely gone off. You've got mail, so yeah. we should probably wrap it up. Um, next week we are doing a double feature of a flashback and a new release for the Strangers. And Strangers, Woo. what's it called? The Strangers Pray, Pray at, at night. night. Pray at Night is the new release. Is it E or A in Pray? It's E. Okay. I bet that someone is definitely going to do some <laughs> A praying, though. Probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have not seen either of these movies. I would not call them my cup of tea. It'll stick with you, the first one, for sure. But, um... Has John, have you seen the first one? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, I just know I've avoided it since the first time I saw it just because it like messed me up so much. Great. So, uh... I don't know, you might hate it. It might not be that effective anymore. Who knows? Um, Liv, Liv Tyler and what's the guy's name? Scott Speedman? Scott Speedman, they, yeah. They do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Strangers, go watch those movies. There's not any weird other sequels to this movie that don't count. Are there? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I know okay. of, no. Okay. Um, so we're watching the original, which was from 2008. That's our flashback. And the new one, which is coming out in theaters this weekend everywhere. Uh, so Who's in the new one, too? They've got some pretty big names. Um, Christine um, Hendricks. Christina Hendricks. Oh, yeah. Christina? Like Christine. Christina? Christina. Okay. Christina. So we're making quite the uh, left turn for content uh, next week. But... Um, Go watch They Came Together after you watch the Strangers movies. That, that will take the edge off. <laughs> I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find our writings at middleofrow.com, including that giant 5,300-word year-in-film list I just was self-promoting some more. Uh, along in, in, with in your defense, Zach, it was really thorough, and I love that it covered a lot of different films, so I appreciated it. Although it didn't have Amy's picks this year, and that was yeah, disappointing. Yeah, she didn't see a whole lot. <laughs> Wait, year. Amy usually Amy usually has a list. She, she just puts just like her puts top her ten favorites. on his list. Yeah, can she? Can Amy be on the show sometime? Yeah. Um, she said <laughs> she liked so Lady Bird. Of your spouse, I don't think she would want to be on. <laughs> she was really grumpy. She threw out last night during the Oscars when Shape of Water was winning. Uh, Quote, why the fuck was Killing of the Sacred Deer not on here? So she liked that movie, which I was shocked that that's the movie that came out of her mouth. Um, she liked Phantom Thread. Didn't she also like Mother? She was fine with Mother. She didn't think it was terrible. Oh, okay, okay. Um, right. I'm, surpri- I'm also, surprised she liked I'm, Killing of a Sacred Deer. That was a little bit weirder. She, she in liked my- Coco. I got to be honest, Zach. I'm kind of bummed that you didn't, you know, mention me when you wrote about Mother. I mentioned you when I wrote about it, you know. Just, yeah. I didn't. You, why would you want me to mention well, you? Yeah, some every more time Zach that? brings it up, you get angry. <laughs> <laughs> like I can feel your eyes roll through the internet every time I talk about that movie. Uh, I was sparing uh, you. Well, my my brother. Uh, it was actually funny because I was reading your brother Grant. Your, <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Well, I was reading off. I was reading off your list to him, and I said, "Number one is mother." He's like, "Oh fuck!" So, <laughs> yeah. At Zach Oldenburg, wherever you find at Zach Oldenburg. 
I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, at the Grigsby Bear, or follow us all on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. You can follow me on Twitter at another Rahul J, and you can also follow us on Twitter when Zach shamelessly uh, <laughs> abuses his privileges at Middle of Row. At Middle of Row does not comment or respond to (laughs) (laughs) these allegations allegations of collusion are they fake news zach yeah are they fake news no collusion hashtag no collusion (laughs) okay and i am lauren heimbaugh you can find me on twitter at beware of trees is that it yeah that's it i just had a brain fart (laughs) you can find us on tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com and you can find me on aim at tpawprints88 <laughs> aim got shut down I was in the it was a reference to the movie Zach. I know but it's, it just got shut down we just missed it we could have we could we should have oh just really just recently I think recently it just got it shut down it was a couple years ago I think the first did I ever tell you guys uh, go, Sorry, ahead. go ahead no I'm going okay no I'm okay, going good. Uh, <laughs> my my first ever like ranking of best movies of the year was in my aim profile i <laughs> put it in the bottom my parents had aol year. like i still think i technically have an aol account because i get emails forwarded to me just because my parents i don't think ever shut it down <laughs> <laughs> like i'm pretty sure they still use their aol accounts Is, well, my, no my, my mom does for sure excuse me did i ever tell you guys you know how on aim like the door opening and the door closing would signify someone's song, like signing mm-hmm. on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you guys? I used to like just hear that specific door closing sound bite just randomly, like what, like <laughs> long after like high school when I was using AIM. Like I'd just be like working in my room, not even on the computer, and then I'd hear the door closing sound. And I'd be like, "What the hell is going on?" Good. There was a period. Cool story, bro. Someone must be in the house. <laughs> yeah, there was a period of time where I was legitimately concerned that I was going insane. John, so. you've gone crazy. <laughs> Remember, everybody, <laughs> the best seats are in the middle of the row.